Hi, I'm Rob and you're listening to the Teacher Planning Podcast. I'm here to simply help guide you towards quality, variety and consistent development as a teacher. You may have been teaching for 20 years or you may have been teaching for 20 days, but in my opinion, you never stop learning. The day you stop learning is the day the education system is failing. One thing you need to remember when listening to this is that you need to be open-minded. What works for someone else might not work for you and what works for you might not work for someone else. We're all here to share ideas. So enough of me talking, here's the pod. In this episode today, I am joined by Janelle. Now this episode is slightly alternative to what I have been working on recently because Janelle is actually based in Australia and more specifically Melbourne, Australia. And the reason I've got Janelle, well part of the reason I've got Janelle on to speak today is because I'm going to find it really interesting to hear whether or not with their education system has any different methods of teaching or if there's anything different within the educational system that means this lesson will be taught differently. Now, first of all, Janelle, how's it going? I'm good, Rob. How are you going? I'm very well, thank you very much. Now, just to put into context for the listeners, when this was recorded, you're in full lockdown, aren't you, Janelle? Yep, so we are in a stage four full lockdown. We are remote teaching. We, are, we have a curfew, so we're not allowed out of our house um, after 8 p.m. at night and before... 5am in the morning so it's very much stringent conditions at the moment where we are okay well let's hope by the time listeners are catching this that you're you're out of this and you're uh, you're not driving yourself crazy <laughs> well hopefully not because we only have like four reasons you're allowed out of your house and you're only limited to one hour of exercise a day so you do get a little bit cooped up so hopefully we are a little bit we have a bit more freedom once people are listening to this oh well let's hope so okay so Give us a bit of a background to yourself, Janelle. How long have you been teaching? Uh, what sorts of school are you in? What subject or subjects do you teach? Yep, so I'm in my fourth year of teaching. I went to university for four years and I teach in a public school in Melbourne. So our school is co-educational. So we have boys and girls, around 1,400 students. So our, our school ranges from years 7 to 12, so ages around 12 to 18. And my methods include health, physical education, and humanities. Specifically, I'm history trained, but in Australia, if you are history or geography or business trained, you get to become qualified in all of those areas as a result. You're qualified in all of these humanities subjects. Yeah, technically I'm health PE and history trained, but technically my school can you know, make me teach any of those other humanities subjects as well, which is, it's really cool to experience and you never you know, teaching the same thing, which is really good. Nice bit of variety to your teaching. For sure. Okay, so you're qualified in all of these subjects. Which one are you going to talk about today? I'm actually going to talk to you about a business and economics related subject. So specifically, my lesson is around entrepreneurial skills. I think it's really important. And I know teachers say, oh, my lesson's super important. But I really do think it's becoming so much more of a common theme these days because people are becoming so innovative. Everyone's got, you know, like a side hustle going. I don't know if a side hustle is a universal term or just an Australian term. It depends how you look at it. I've read books and I I follow a lot of people who say always aim to have a passive income. Yeah. And that's sort of what I want the kids 
to kind of get from this idea is that you can have your nine to five job, but then you can also follow your passion and be innovative and generate a passive income on the side as well. You know, like our students have so many cool ideas. And every time I do lessons like this, I'm just amazed at how creative they are in this and how innovative they really are. So I suppose that's the rationale for this whole lesson. Yeah. Okay. Very quick on, I'm going to go off topic. Have you got a side hustle? I mean, I'm trying to use my teachers pay teachers as a side hustle, but I guess it's a slow, a slow growing process. So other than that, not really, but I'd like to kind of develop one over time. Yeah. Awesome. So you're going to talk about entrepreneurial skills and, and teaching it and, and your lesson today. Okay. So let's have a bit of a context to this. What age group are you teaching it to? How big is the class, etc.? All the key information that listeners would need. Yeah, so I should mention that the students in my class have generally elected to take this subject. So it is a business-related year nine subject. However, you could really modify it to any year level depending on what your actually your goals are. Usually our classes consist of around 25 kids. So that's our general class size and obviously co-educational, so boys and girls. And yeah. what age group did you say was, sorry? So year nine, so they're about, I'd say, 15 years old, 14, 15 years old. Okay, yeah, so about the same age group as we would have over here in the UK. So we've given a good context to the lesson, we've given a good context to your background and the school. Shall I let you carry on and talk about the lesson now? Yeah, sure. So I'll just quickly describe some of the prior knowledge because prior knowledge is involved in this lesson because it is a lesson that's a small part of a larger unit. So the end goal is for students to develop their own business and present those in like a shark tank scenario. So previously we would have spoken about entrepreneurial skills, what they are, what skills they might see within themselves. Students may have also researched an entrepreneur of their choice. We specifically research Australian entrepreneurs, but you could definitely alter that depending on what country you're in because entrepreneurs are global. So that's kind of the background knowledge or prior knowledge that you would need in going through this unit. I guess you could adapt it any way you want. Okay, well, I was going to say, I'd give a quick bit of context for any listeners in the UK who aren't too sure about what you're talking about when you say Shark Tank. Now, Shark oh, yeah. Tank is the, the Australian or American equivalent to Dragon's Den over here. So yeah, you're, yeah. you're pitching to investors, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. So I guess my activities. So I always start my lessons with a hook activity. Um, in Australia, we call them hook or entry activities. I'm not sure what you call them in the UK, Rob. Yeah, same sort of thing. Yeah. So... I'm not really sure about you, but half the time my students are walking in after recess or after lunch and they're frazzled and they're chatty. They might be talking about a fight that's happened or someone's <laughs> kissed someone in the yard or whatever it is. Or on the flip side, they're just rolled out of bed and straight into the classroom and you're like, hello, is anyone home? So I do like to start with the hook activity because I just find it really easy to get them their attention. I also think it's really good to help you if you need to do the role or sort yourself up for the lesson. So the hook activity that I started with for this lesson is just a quick multiple choice activity. So Rob, I might actually send you all the links for today's activities. I don't know if there's a way to attach them to like show notes or something like that. And then maybe listeners can 
download all the activities? Is that a possibility? Yeah, I can put everything into the show notes and I can put it onto the website as well. So what I'll be doing, yeah. I'll put in, I'll be putting on the website to match up with each podcast, I'll be put putting the resources so people will be able to download that easily. So that'd be really great. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it just helps people and then they don't have to recreate it. At least they can open it up and listen to it and know exactly what I'm talking about at the same time. So the sheet that, or the worksheet that I would give them at the start, um, it would have a list of entrepreneurs and then just multiple choice as to what industry they might be involved in. So for example, we might have Steve Jobs and then we ha- might have three options, A, McDonald's, B, Apple, C, Telstra, and then they would obviously just need to circle which industry they kind of fit with. So I do generally allow kids to work with a partner for a hook activity because it still gets the chatter out of their system. I wouldn't use a whole lot of differentiation with this activity because it is designed to be like a quick five, 10 minute task, but you could definitely change the people, the options. You could allow those lower end kids to research if you really wanted them to, and that can assist them as well. So following that, so I'd only give them five minutes probably on that activity. It's not designed to be something super, super long winded. But then I would just promote a discussion afterwards. We'd go through the answers and any discussion would be promoted around what they got right or what they got wrong. And then we can have a chat about their organisations that they work in. Brilliant. So now quickly get their heads into it. Like you said, it's a hook. It doesn't, it's not too complicated therein. Yeah. As long as your hook is relevant, it doesn't have to be super difficult. It's just, like you said, to get their attention. You can go through the learning intentions after it or before and hopefully... As long as it's relevant, they should create that link with the, the remaining activities. Okay. So the second activity for the lesson does revolve around Shark Tank or what Dragon's Den. So I would show one pitch. You could show two if you wanted, but it obviously would depend on time. I wouldn't show the back and forth with the panel, just the pitch, because that's what we're trying to get out of the lesson today. So it only goes for a couple of minutes, which is really good. I would want students to then respond to a couple of questions after that pitch because I guess the end result and the learning intention for today is for students to develop the skill to present their own pitch to the audience. So we want them to watch one and then hopefully they can get an understanding of what they're aiming for. Um, So that's sort of the learning intention. So the questions would be kind of basic. You could do it individually. You could do like a think pair share where they do it themselves, they share with a partner and then they share with the class, depending on how you run your tasks, you could do it in small groups, anything like that. So the questions would maybe be explain how the entrepreneur presented their idea. Did they use anything to assist them? When I'm asking that question, I'm asking if they use props. Did they have an additional person with them? Did they use anything magical that kind of drew you into that pitch? The second question Describe how the entrepreneur sold their idea. So what words did they use? How was their energy level? Obviously, you're not going to buy a product if someone is, you know, dull and boring and monotone. So we really want them to develop those skills so that they can put that into their own pitch. And then the last question I would ask is identify three strategies that you would take away when presenting your own idea. So I guess what are the takeaways from watching that and how are you going to use that in your own presentation? What you will have here, the fact that you're, you're showing this clip straight away from Shark Tank. I think kids will be into it, won't they? The fact that you're showing a popular TV program. Yeah. And then they can, re- they can relate to it so closely. 
because yeah. even their friends or family who don't do the course that they're doing will still be into this program. Yeah. And a lot of our kids have actually seen the show before. So as soon as you show that clip, and again, you're only showing the pitch side. So it's only three or four minutes potentially out of your whole lesson. They love it. They are drawn to it. And like I said, they've seen it before. Sometimes you get a student that says, oh, I've seen this episode. And then you can create a conversation around that as well, which is really handy. From that though, I suppose, you know, it is helpful in this lesson today, but also on a grander scale when they do their own business presentation at the end of the unit. That's really what they're working towards. So for the main activity for the lesson, and I don't even think I told you how long the lesson goes for. Our lesson structures are so bizarre here. We have like a six period day. So we have about 48 minutes per period, but we have doubles quite regularly. So we might have like a hundred minute period, for example. So that's a really long time when you're doing a lesson, but this lesson could be modified for a shorter lesson, a longer lesson. You could get them to do these next presentations at a later date. It depends, you know, it's very easily modified to suit your lesson structure as well. Okay. So doing this lesson, how long is this lesson that you're talking about today then? Is it 48 minutes or just under a hundred? I would say it's just under a hundred, but again, you can modify it because this next activity is sort of the main, the breadth of this lesson. So you could modify that any way you want. You could give them more time. You could give them less time. You could, like I said, prepare these next presentations and do them the following lesson. If you only have a 45 minute class. So it can be modified to suit a range of different. Okay. Um, well, that's something I will ask you right at the end. When you finish talking about the lesson, I will ask you how you could modify the whole thing and different ideas okay. just yeah. so that people can take it away and say, yeah, I don't need to, don't need to do that. Oh, I could make that short. Yeah, for sure. I could make that shorter and so on. Yeah. Cool. So this main activity, I developed this activity around something I found online. Uh, I couldn't find it after I saw it for the first time. So I just developed my own version. I named, it was a game that I called the perfect pitch and it's basically a game where they pitch their ideas. So it develops those entrepreneurial skills and presenting their business ideas. Hopefully everyone understands from my description without seeing it in front of them, but there are three categories of cards that I have in the game. So there's the business name, the audience that they're presenting to, and then the product or industry. So these cards are pre-filled, so students don't get to choose what options they get, so they all have names already on the cards. When I print the cards, I usually print and laminate the three categories on different three different colours of paper, so it's really easy when you're distributing them to students. You can say, all right, pick one of each or two of each of this colour, and it's super simple. So I usually fan out the cards and then I get students to choose two cards from each category. I have done it where I've asked students to choose one card from each category, but not all the combinations blend as nicely as I'd like them to. So giving them two options just allows a little bit more flexibility in creating their business. So from their six cards, then they have to choose a combination which works best. So at the end, they should have one card from each category. So they should have an audience, a business idea and the business name. So for example, the product or industry might be cleaning services. Their business name might be like a boss and their audience might be nurses. So students would then need to work on a pitch for however long. I usually give them like half an hour because I want them to be really good. 
but you could make it a really quick, speedy process if you wanted and just get them to do it on the fly, which can be super funny as well. So yeah, I usually give them 30 minutes to create that and then they would have to present that business pitch to the class. Some of the combinations can be, like I said, really funny and students do enjoy the activity because some of them don't make sense and they choose the ones that don't make sense on purpose. And it's just a good laugh, but also the learning intention is for them to develop the skills of presenting their ideas. So it doesn't really matter to me what they're presenting as long as they're actually doing it. This game sounds, it sounds really good fun and it sounds, yeah. it sounds really challenging. So you're, you're definitely stretching the children, aren't you? Yeah. And in, like, you can differentiate it. So for the lower end students, I have intentionally given them sometimes three cards I know work really well together or three cards that really interest them. So I've had a student that have had a lot of learning difficulties, but he was really passionate about cars. So I made sure that the three cards that I gave him represented a car industry business that he could then present. So you can modify it and be really sneaky with how you actually hand out the cards. On the other end of the spectrum, if you have quite highly academic students, you could give them three cards you know or six cards you know are really challenging. You could also ask them to use a prop in their presentation or they have to have a PowerPoint presentation to support their pitch. So there's so many different ways that you can do it. But yeah, it can be challenging, but it's only as challenging as you want to make it out to be when you actually give yeah. the students cards. Did you produce these cards yourself or did you get them from somewhere in particular? No, I, I made I made them all myself. Wow. Yeah. I mean, is yeah, that so, something... I mean, I'll send you the link and people can download them. And once you see it, you'll be like, oh, because all the instructions are in the document. So, yeah, in the document, in the link that I've sent you or I will send you, there's a set on blank paper if you want to print it on colored paper or there's a set that's colored if you want to print it straight in color. Wow, so. sounds awesome. Well, you've put in some seriously hard work for lots of other people to benefit. So thank you in advance for anyone who uses these Janelle yeah I mean that's the idea it's, I, I don't I mean they always say don't reinvent the wheel but so I like reinventing the wheel so I have no I've no, no dramas in doing that for other people and this is why you're teaching business honestly do you know what's interesting and I should have mentioned this at the start is when I got given this subject obviously I'm not specifically business trained and when I got this subject, I'm the, I was the only teacher in the whole school that was teaching this subject. There was also, also no documented curriculum at all in the school. So I had to use the Victorian curriculum to kind of develop my own stuff, which I guess made me become more creative in developing the resources. But I also asked the students what they wanted at the beginning and they wanted to do like a shark tank pitch scenario. So that's why I developed the activity anyway, because that's what they wanted. But yeah, there was really nothing in this subject when I first started it. Oh, sounds fantastic anyway. So with everything you've done in this lesson so far, whereabouts does this take you to in the lesson with regards to timings? So that would take me to about halfway through the lesson. Then I would spend the remainder of the lesson with the students actually presenting their ideas to the class. So obviously that could take, you know, a, a lengthy amount of time. You could put a time cap on them. You could spend more time on them if you wanted to make them really good. 
you could, you know, do a really small pitch and then give them another set and get them to do it just for a partner. So there's lots of different ways you could do it, but usually I'd spend most of the rest of the lesson actually presenting their ideas to the class because once the other students see the combinations that they were given, they really enjoy listening to how they actually peg that idea to that audience. Essentially, they have to present their idea to the audience that's in front of them, but they're assuming that that audience might be nurses. So they might be using the people in the class to assist them in their pitch, which is really, yeah, it's really fun. Okay, so I'm going to pretend as if I'm observing the lesson now. What are the other students doing when you've got students pitching to them, presenting to them? So sometimes I, I have got them to take notes on their presentation. So I have asked them to outline the skills that they presented. You could get them to complete the same questions that they did for the Shark Tank scenario. So explain how they presented their idea, describe how they sold their idea. You could get them to rate them on a, on a scale or something like that. You could get them to give the presenter feedback about their presentation. What could they do better? You know, that sort of thing. So I would get them to be active in that. That's, yeah, that's probably what I would be doing, giving them some kind of task while they're presenting so they're still engaged with the activity. But it depends, again, how long you want the pitches to go for. If they're only like a 30-second pitch, sometimes you just want to get them yeah. going. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you said that you'd be doing this activity from probably halfway through the lesson right, th right through to the end of the lesson, or would you do anything at the end of the lesson just to kind of round things off? Yeah, so I would do a reflection right at the end. So the last maybe five, ten minutes, I would probably do some kind of reflection. So I, I always have an exit card, which is obviously the opposite of a hook activity. So an exit card is obviously something that they have to do before they leave. And I always find that really effective and just tying things together and bringing that purpose back to the lesson. So you could ask them any question, but the question that I would ask them for this specific lesson would be what was the most difficult thing about presenting your business idea or something like that? You know, what did you find the most challenging when you were presenting or putting your pitch together? So they could say that they didn't really match up properly or they were really nervous or they forgot things in their pitch. And that self-reflection should help them moving forward for when they do their real Shark Tanks pitch at the end of the unit. Okay, so that's the lesson done. Now yeah. I'm going to ask you a question. If you were going to have success criteria for this lesson, yeah. say, that lesson's gone exactly how I want it to go. They've done that, they've done that, they've done that. What would you have on there to show that lesson's gone really well? If the lesson's gone really well, honestly, the students would have completed, obviously, that hook activity. They would have corrected it. They would have responses to the Shark Tank pitch. They would have completed their you know, perfect pitch presentation and they would have completed their, their exit activity. I also think it's a success in general if they've enjoyed the lesson, if they've had fun, because to me, that's what makes a class really meaningful as well. You know, what they take out of it and just making it generally enjoyable for them because I feel like they remember it more if they've enjoyed it. So obviously there are educational success criteria that you need to tick off. But for me as well, if they've, they've enjoyed the lesson, they've had a bit of a laugh, then, you know, I take that as a success, as a success any day. Yeah, because if they're enjoying it, they're probably going to want to learn about it, aren't they? Oh, definitely. They definitely do.
Yeah. And like I said, I've talked about the success criteria and what what you think went well within this particular lesson. But let's, let's look at this big picture here. This is a lesson within a unit. So they're then yeah. doing their eventual pitch at the end of the yeah. unit. And their eventual pitch, you know, after this, they work really hard at developing, you know, their own business that they, they're interested in. And then the final assessment for this whole unit is a real shark tank scenario. So last time I taught this, I had the assistant principal, I had the head of the department there, I had another leading teacher on the panel and they were grilling them the whole time. You know, the students had to dress up as if they were really doing it. You know, a lot of the kids baked cupcakes and things depending on what they were selling. So, you know, we took it really seriously, but the kids also wanted to take it really seriously, which I think has a lot to say about the lead up activities, but also the enjoyment aspect along the way. Yeah, oh, it sounds really good. Now, something mm. we talked about earlier is that I would ask you ideas for how you would cut the lesson down. So yours was just under 100 minutes. Yeah. What would you do if you were going to have a lesson half this time? What I would do, honestly, is maybe not do the pitches so long so maybe you give them less time and it's more on the fly type pitch because I do think watching the shark tank video is an important aspect in the long run so I probably wouldn't cut that out because it is only like a 10 minute segment of you know the lesson so I think the pitch aspect would be the area that you cut down I have also done this activity when I haven't had as much time and I've basically got them to pair up and they just present to their partner. So they, you know, you don't use that time where every student is presenting to the class. You just get students to present to each other in pairs and then you can walk around and you can hear what they're saying. You know what skills they're presenting in that light. And I think sometimes some students are actually better in that small partnered environment because they're not as nervous in front of their peers. So there are benefits of doing it that way as well. So you can cut the time back in that regard, I think. Yeah, well, something I was thinking about whilst you're talking about it is that you could cold call, not necessarily cold call people, you could pick up names out of a hat for, you yeah. You could say, right, you've got 10 minutes that you want students pitching, you could pick out three names out of a hat who are going to pitch yeah. to the group. And those whose names haven't been picked out of the hat, you could set this as a piece of homework. You could say, right, well, you've not had to present in class today, so what I want you to do is record it as yeah. a video and you have to send yeah. it in to me as a video. Yeah, I, I was actually thinking the same when you started saying to cold call. You definitely, you could get that, you could get all students to do that to, do that, to be honest because what's wrong with getting all students to record their pitch anyway and you can use that as a formative assessment to give them feedback for their final pitch. So that's definitely an idea is getting all students to record as well anyway. Yeah, that's great. Okay, so I'm going to give you the 30-second challenge now, Janelle. So in the 30 seconds, I want you to summarise the structure and the content and whatever you like within this lesson inside 30 seconds. Three, two, one, off you go. 
The lesson is based around developing students' ability to present a business pitch. Students will complete an entrepreneurial mix and match activity and then undertake a discussion. The class will watch a Shark Tank pitch and reflect on the ideas the entrepreneur presented. Finally, the class will be taken through a game called The Perfect Pitch, where they will be randomly allocated a business name, product industry and audience to which they will need to pitch this business to the class. 26 seconds. Did re really well there, Janelle. Well done. Hey, I was sweating. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. no, that was really clear. That was really concise. Thank you so much again, Janelle, for coming on today. And in response to something I was saying at the very start of this episode, it sounds like our education systems and lesson structures are pretty similar. I mean, you say you've got your funny timings, you've got maybe a 48 minute lesson or a 96 minute lesson. Every school's different, aren't they? So not all yeah. schools in Australia will have this. No, and even in Australia, I think the timetables are, are so varied. So I definitely think this lesson can be modified to suit any timetable as long as you're flexible enough to, to make those changes. There might be schools in the UK that are exactly the same. They have their funny structures, but if it works for your school, it works for your school. So. Thank you so much again for coming on today, Janelle. Really appreciate that. Thank you so much for having me, Rob. Thanks for listening to this week's Teacher Planning Podcast. I really hope that this will help you in your practice and to ultimately help your students. If there are any subjects and topics that you would like to hear ideas on, please get in touch at teacherplan@outlook.com or reach out on Twitter or Instagram where you can find me at Teacher Planning Podcast. I would also love to hear feedback to give you the best listening experience possible. Keep educating, keep learning.